0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way. Off the back of yet another victory for the Arsenal Hush. What a win, mate. What a win.
1: So much to like, so much to be happy about, so much to talk about. It's um, It's been a while since we've, well, we have had the Spurs game, but mm. in a normal match, we've not really had this much to yeah riff off. It's great. I love it. Great start! Oh, yeah, Villa. Villa was pretty good. <laughs> that was good, yeah. yeah. But when it's a Saturday, three o'clock, or oh, sorry, a Saturday afternoon, it just yeah. feels a bit different. It feels like a normal match, and yeah, just I'm so happy. I'm I'm buzzing. I'm really, yeah. really delighted with what so today.
0: Yeah, I'm so encouraged by that performance. It was it was just so good. Slight it was everything that you kind of wanted to see uh, as we open that game up, and we're going to be going into. All of that and more with the help, of course, you guys in the chat box. Thank you so much for joining us and please make sure you do drop a like on the show and subscribe to the Arsenal way if you haven't done so already. We're on our way now to 4,000 subscribers. There's been some excellent content for you guys over the last couple of weeks or so. You've really dug the, the interview with Per a courtesy of Kai Karnak, our colleague at football.london. And, of course, the all of the press conferences, of which you will be able to watch back Mikel Arteta's press conference after uh, the game. So make sure you have those notifications turned on on the channel so you can get notified when that drops live. And tomorrow we'll have a dedicated show talking all about Arsenal transfer target Dennis Zakaria. But that is all to come. To, for right now, Hush, we need to talk about this game because It was a great performance, a great overall display. There were some individual performances too that we need to discuss. But I do want to start off with Mikel Arteta because, again, he chose to stick with his gut. He played that same inventive system that he came up with against Aston Villa and yet again, it paid off.
1: He deserves the credit. So we've been criticising him over systems for the best part of 18 months ever since probably the FA Cup final win when we moved away from three towards the four that he's always wanted at the back and it's always been a four-two-three-one, a 4-3-3 kind of hybrid mm. and it's it's been lost but since we've gone to 4-4-2 with Lacazette and Aubameyang as the two Lacazette a little bit more withdrawn the defensive side has been so much better I found I, the first half especially Leicester are a good ball-playing team with good mm. passing midfielders and wingers and they were struggling to get through our midfield and that's we just haven't been able to say that for such a long time the press was organized and compact and the defensive shape was was good we just it didn't feel like our center backs were being exposed they could sort of just play at the edge of the penalty box and sweep mm-hmm. up and they were doing so you know impressively um yeah it's that the, the the shape was Right after so long, so much tinkering and so much, so much experimental kind of shifting, and yeah, to finally get something settled in, which looks like it's very effective, and it looks like mm. it will will be effective against a lot of teams because you no, know, who who plays four four two in the Premier League? Um, I think Burnley sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but, That's great praise. That is <laughs> no, it's it, it's not the old school kind of um, Arsenal. awesome Ringers four four two wasn't. The archetypal English World War II, but how effective was that? And Mm. you know, football can be kind of cyclical, we might be going back into a you know, doing something different that no one else is doing, it might be what some sort of guerrilla tactics almost, and And guerrilla warfare, (laughs) yeah. It's working and i
0: have yeah, long may it continue. Yeah, absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, Stumped Dragon in the chat says, Tom, what will it take for you to go from Arteta out to on the fence and then Arteta in? <laughs> I'm not saying you're wrong to be Arteta out or anything, just want to know. Look, I hate the labels. I've always said I hate putting labels on things. I've just said since the start of the, since kind of those first three opening defeats and since we lost that game against VR out in the last season, I just said that for my mind, it would have been more beneficial for Arsenal to change coach. Now, I have always had my mind open to having it changed. And I said that what was going to make it change is a consistent run of form where we see that established style that we saw against Spurs in the first 45 minutes or so put across several games. And we didn't build on from that game against Spurs. We had our two really drab performances against Brighton Mm -hmm. and then Crystal Palace. We then had the Aston Villa game, which was excellent. And I said after that game, this is the chance, this is the opportunity for Arsenal to build upon that result, to go from there and take that performance into the next league game. And we did it, of course, against Leeds to another decent, it wasn't amazing, but it was a decent display and we got the job done. But in this game, clearly against Leicester with our first team all there other than Kieran Tin, you would argue that I thought no Savares was, was brilliant. Again, um, we did build upon that. So it's going to take this, as I said, consistently, and it, that doesn't come after two games and two wins. We go into that game against Watford. That's the next opportunity. Liverpool, I'm going to be real. I'm not looking at that game. If we lose that game, I'm not going to turn around and be like, right, that's it, it's over, <laughs> because they're Liverpool and they're very, very good. But it is harsh about seeing these performances on a consistent basis.
1: Absolutely. The the frustration we all had, we spoke after the Villa game and you were right. The, we failed to carry the momentum from the Derby into the Villa game and that was so disappointing. It was really, really hard to take because you just think we've been here before. We're just going to have a good game and then... Mm. It's just fleeting or almost fluky when things go right. It's not, you know, by design. But then when you get a consistent run of form and, you know, we're fifth in the table now and we're kind of... I'm we're beating fourth, mate. We're <laughs> yeah. I'm beating in, um, what is it, nine games? Yeah, seven okay. league. It's yeah. It's all looking like scarily good. I feel uncomfortable of how good things are looking. Um, um It's just, yeah, you're just waiting for something to unravel. Uh, even like, so today's game, we had a first half of really nice attacking play and then a second half where we all um, dug in, kind of, you know, kept a clean sheet against a really good attacking side. You know, look at Man United, what happened to them in that second half and how they kind of capitulated under the pressure that, you know, of Vardy and Madison and Daka, yeah, nacho that's some attacking talent. And we didn't buckle. And as a team, we looked good individually. There were really good performances from Tavares and Tommy Yasu and White and Gabriel. have just really formed a great partnership at the center of that defense. So yeah, there's just, um, everywhere you look, there's praise to be handed out. And yeah, um, you know, there's, the fans that are arteta out or the fans that you know like to have a bit of a moan and everyone's entitled <laughs> to do that and everyone, we've been given plenty of reason to do that yeah. but on a day like today i don't want to see kind of chat about you know arteta in or out let's just try and enjoy it and yeah we don't really get this much so enjoy it while it lasts
0: Absolutely. Uh, Speaking of uh, being proven wrong um, and, of course, getting into kind of the more individual performances, Magambo in the chat says, Tom, Ramsdale's proved me wrong. Man, the match performance today saved us from a draw at the least. I mean, yeah, we took the two goals and we did that classic Arsenal thing under Arteta of going, right, we're happy with these two goals. We're now going to allow Leicester to get back into the game. And we did that. But... Not just Ramsdale, we will talk about him specifically, but the defence as a whole I thought was, was excellent in, in how we just really dug in and, and dealt with things. But Ramsdale in particular, the, the, the safe and the free kick is just out of this yeah. world, Good, it's unreal.
1: It was ridiculous. It, everything, you've got a brilliant free kick taker, you've got the sun in his eyes, mm. everything you know against him in that situation, you've got a little ricochet off the post, you've got you know someone closing in for a rebound and the ball didn't go in and the kind of instant reaction of um, Gabrielle and just the little mini celebration these guys keep doing when we have a good block or you know a good defensive action, it just builds that kind of thought like mentality. And yeah. we've not had a re- we've not had a real defenders' defense since you know going back a long, long time until you know the old back five of Seaman and Co. But it feels like it's there. Um I Ramsdale's reactions are cat-like and
0: <laughs>
1: he's so when he when he arrives and I've always um think it's uh I forget his name, is it Nick Hemingham, the Yorkshire Live Sheffield United reporter who so, yeah. Kaya had a conversation with about why Arsenal fans don't need to be so worried or anxious about this 30 million pound price tag on Ramsdale and some of the things he said. The piece you did about his distribution Mm -hmm. and the how it's going to basically change the entire outlook of the team
0: yeah
1: it's all kind of coming to fruition now isn't it um a lot of things said then kind of felt like this is what arsenal want to happen this is what you know the idea is whether that you know whether it actually comes to fruition or not you'd have to see but a couple of months in He's looking like an amazing signing. Um, his yeah. passing is ridiculously good. I, I'm, I'd put it right up there with the very best in the Premier League. Um, Edison is probably the best distributor of a ball in the division. And I wouldn't put him too far ahead of Ramsdale at this point, considering the kind of stuff we've seen from him in the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, the confidence issue that Leno had, the c- constant bickering with centre-backs and the full-backs, that's just completely gone. And the fan ovation that Ramsdale got, the songs and the kind of little serenading he got at full-time whistle, it's just lovely to see. And I'm, I'm, he seems like a great lad as well. So it's just really pleasing that we've got a top goalkeeper.
0: Yeah. S H says there, I'm going to use um, Troy Deeney's terminology and see Ramsdale <laughs> has the biggest cojones. Uh, end of, calm defensive effort start with a cool keeper. I mean... He, I love. I don't know if you caught this on the live, but obviously you're doing that classic English chant of the of when a keeper's at one end and you're going oh, your, uh, yeah. you know what. Yeah, and uh, when he did it, he just turned around and just went, yeah. <laughs> 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 they chanted it. It was just, it was That's, great to see it. You love that personality in the team.
1: Personality is the word. He's just got reams of it, and it's always been said what for like 15 years since we've Mm. got Patrick Vieira need a bit of steel, need a bit of personality. Um, He seems like he's got it both in troves. So yeah. What what a signing. Uh, um, Ian Wright did a tweet about how many people are deleting their kind of early tweets about Ramsdale (laughs) rival fans and sort of the price comparisons and whatnot. Um, Yeah. There'll be a massive, massive, like mass deletion of yeah, opinion.
0: Mass of <laughs> opinion. And they'll be going into Twitter yeah. and typing in their Twitter handle on Ramsdale and seeing all the embarrassing things they said uh, mm. about the player. Respect to the people that were doubling down, by the way, and still saying that Leno's a better goalkeeper. <laughs> some people are just can't admit they were wrong, which you love to see. It gives you Great. They'll keep
1: his price up for when we eventually stand him. So, yeah. I don't,
0: I've given up FIFA now, Hush. But I saw someone posted their silver team on FIFA the other day, and he's a silver player.
1: <laughs> like, Hush, Aaron Ramsey, yeah, Leonard? he's
0: a silver player. Like, oh, I don't. I've given up FIFA now, but I'll, that's unreal. So
1: I'm not sure how that kind of system works anymore. But if winter upgrades are a thing. He will definitely be getting a winter upgrade.
0: Just, just a small one. No, honestly, <laughs> he's he's right now. I mean, it, before it, I mean, Edouard Mendy was up there with I think he was the highest rated keeper in Europe at the start of the season, and Ramsdale was was second behind him. And it just goes mm. go to show, like clearly, also the recruitment side of things and, and going on to some of the other players that we brought in this season, that they are clear because no one really credited they didn't really look at Ramsdale as a player under Sheffield United or Bournemouth as a player with great distribution because they were focused on his shot stopping because he
1: was always Absolutely. Uh, so much it's pressure. The, it's the point um Nick Hemingham made about perception mm. of players depending on where they're playing and what kind of you know team situation they're in. He was just being peppered with shots for 90 minutes. So what is he gonna and you know Sheffield United don't play at the back. So he's not gonna get a <laughs> Chance to yeah. really showcase his ability. I'm, I'll am tell you what, I'm looking forward to him being in the England team because mm. Pickford's distribution is pretty good, but um, Ramsdale is showing he's got a little bit more on the shot-stopping side as well. So if you put that, it might even help Ben White getting England set up that kind of relationship. Mm. Um, yeah, and having just more Arsenal players in the England team is always a, a nice sort of, you get a proud feeling from it. Saka kind of, has been that shining light for us. And, yeah, I think by the next squad, I'll, yeah. I'll be surprised if, yeah, he's not England's number one, to be frank.
0: the uh, In front of him, obviously, Gabriel and Ben White had two good performances. Gabriel with the, the opening goal and another goal from a set piece. That's three games in a row now. We've scored directly mm-hmm. from a corner. We obviously scored. Partey scored against Villa um chambers scored against leeds and now uh, we've seen gabriel pop up with a brilliant i mean the best of the bunch had a day it was a fantastic kind of glancing strike on it he just got up there and got his head on it but not really twisting hellos yeah we we talk we focus specifically on kind of the recruitment that happens on specific players but arteta's gone to his old club manchester city brought in the set piece coach and it's having a massive impact on the team
1: huge impact it's just another avenue um If anyone that follows the Arsenal women's team will Mm. have seen the transformation in how, from last season, we did not score set pieces. And our new manager, Jonas Edval, has made a massive, like, put massive importance on adding Mm. set piece goals to the goals that we score normally. And it seems like Arteta is really trying to do the same thing. And what it does is it gives you cheap goals. It's like um, yeah. the equivalent of a, a first-serve ace in tennis, when you can get like a goal for free almost without having to break a team down, which you know we've had our own problems trying to do that recently. Yeah. It's such a... It makes a 1-0 lead into a 2-0 lead. It makes 0-0 into 1-0s, those little moments before half-time. And it, it even gives the opposition less... So, say, Leicester are a perfect example of this. They mm. would have been very tempted to leave Vardy and Barnes and maybe even Daka or someone high up the pitch for defensive corners and to like counter-attack us but if we're looking so dangerous from them to score then they'll think twice about that even and you know fill up the box a bit more
0: absolutely
1: just it's a small simple thing that you know can often be overlooked but if you listen to managers that you know, if you're a manager coming into save, aside from relegation, one of the first things you do is tighten up set pieces. It's just an easy, easy marginal gain to make. And, well, not an easy marginal gain, an obvious marginal gain, but a very tricky one to do. And yeah, this, the new culture's expertise is it's looking great, <laughs> to be honest. Mm. Um, I yeah. actually, re- you might remember a few fans on, on social media, some on the terraces being a bit moany about the new coach or the new set piece coach after the first couple of games when things didn't really you know we weren't it, the fruits yeah. of the labor weren't there but since then
0: magic mm. and it takes time these things do take time to to click and you've got to work on them they don't it doesn't take a week in training to, to get it across it's it takes. i mean i will just put a link in the in the chat box to kai kainak's dedicated piece uh, about Nicolas Jover, who's the, the uh, set-piece coach that we brought in. So go give that a read and, and find out all about him. Uh, there's quite a few comments asking us to discuss why Johnny Evans wasn't sent off during the game. Oh. Uh, Magambo says, maybe no red card because Aubameyang was entangled with him. There was also a question from, I think it's Igbo in the chat. It says, why didn't the ref show Evans a red card on the challenge on Aubameyang? He was the last man. And when we were listening to commentary, I know that, um, what's his face? Who's the bastion of truth for referees on BT Sport? What's the, what's the guy's name? Uh, um, the referee pundit. I mean, the chat box would be going mad now, telling. Us is, but, <laughs> but that he just turned around. And he was like, "Well, they have to factor in how far the ball was going. The it, ball nearly stops. Like it's not exactly going at a million miles an hour." Through, I, I
1: forget it? his name too, but he,
0: chat tell us. Peter Walton. Thank you, David. Peter Walton. That's yeah, it's Dermot
1: Gallagher moment. and Peter Walton and BT. Yeah. That's the but, yeah. um He just always backs up the referee on the pitch. Not once. I think they've been running that kind of. I guess you call it a segment or. You know, that they've had him for the best part of three years in a van somewhere mm. watching these games and he, he just always agrees with the ref on the pitch. He never goes against it. So, yeah, you can't really expect him to say anything different or go against his kind of union, I guess. But yeah, it was a red card. Um, I yeah. think I've seen it a few times in the chat box, but if Granite Xhaka does that, he, he goes. He, he goes.
0: did that last season. He and Craig Forster was on the pitch. Red card yes. right away. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Yeah, 100%, 100%. And if it's... Yeah. It's just We've seen it so often. Yeah. Granit Xhaka gets sent off in that situation. Speaking of Granit Xhaka, we've spoken about in the last, what, three or four weeks since his injury about this yeah. dilemma we have when we he's not like playing. We
0: him against Brighton and Palace, but...
1: It didn't Cincinnati. look like we missed miss him today at all.
0: All Villa, yeah. It's Oh, and
1: I guess that's praise to Lukonga.
0: And Arteta for keeping and faith with Lokonga. Because, I mean, Lokonga really did struggle against Brighton. And he kept the faith with him against Crystal Palace. And I thought he was okay in that game. But mm-hmm. you could have easily dropped him again. You could have brought in a more... Exper- I mean, Maitland-Niles turns 25, I think, soon. And he's obviously a more experienced player. Mohamed Elneny, a much more experienced figure in the team. He could have decided to go with one of those two but he didn't and he kept the faith with Lekonga and it's paying off
1: yeah I think with Lekonga he's got bags of natural ability Mm. what he kind of struggles with is sort of reading the tempo of the game he's either one step too quick or one step too slow and never quite on the right wavelength well that's been the case in the previous games when he sort of dwelled on the ball a little too long or sort of charged right up the pitch without really seeing what's around him. But today he kind of seemed to read it just a bit just right. It wasn't he wasn't ahead of the play, he wasn't behind the play. He was just where he needed to be. Party always had him beside him to sort of release the wingers with little triangles when they needed to. Um his understanding with Taveras seems to be growing when Taveras mm-hmm. Tavar- was just, <laughs> I'll correct me. Okay. It's Nuno Tavares, Nuno Tavares. I'll call him Nuno. His understanding when Nuno seems to be developing quite nicely. Um, Nuno's like explosiveness out of left back yeah. leaves a few gaps in behind, and we've mentioned how Jacques is actually quite good at covering those gaps that left left back that Tierney used to leave. Um, yeah, Lokong is finding the right moments to move forward, step back and sort of, yeah, give give the balance to the team that we've been lacking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we have really lacked it, absolutely. Mm. Um, we are going to wrap things up there. Apologies, we haven't been able to go through as much as maybe we would hope for, but there is a good reason for that. It's because we know that you guys are going to be wanting to watch Mikel Arteta's press conference, which is going to be up live on the channel in a couple of minutes. To sum up uh, today's game, I ask for everybody to try and sum up the match in just one word. Gunnar UK says, unexpected uh, fundamental, says Manu. Uh, Gunnar Marks says Ramsdale man of the match. I mean, you're cheating there. It's, it's not just one word, is it? Dan <laughs> <That laughs> Robertson's personality. Rams wall. I love that we're now trying to find ways of putting Ramsdale into one word. Rams the legend. I like that. <laughs> it's working pretty
1: Ramapalooza. well.
0: <laughs> Ram-a-palooza. Impressive, says King. Um, upwards, says Tango. I think that's probably a good way to finish off the show on that word there. Upwards. Arsenal now joint fourth in The league table if you've enjoyed today's show please do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the arsenal way if you haven't done so already hush thank you so much for joining my friend as always a
1: pleasure more than usual today
0: (laughs) more than usual usual. lovely stuff fella as i said please do give us a follow over on the socials as well at the arsenal way n5 you can find us on facebook too but most of all drop a like and subscribe and keep following us down the arsenal way come on you gooners Hi, Michel. Uh,
1: congratulations on the result today. As an all-round performance, is that up there in the time that you've been at Arsenal?
2: Well, some phases of the of the game, probably yes, um, because of the opponent that we had in front of us, um, and because to come here is is tough. And I'm really pleased the way the way we played, the courage that we showed right from the beginning, and, um, to be dominant and and impose the, the game that we wanted to play. Um and then there were moments as well where we had to suffer they came at us they changed the formation and they created some issues and you have to dig in and we uh, need some big individual performances to get through those moments And uh, but then they, we were able to change the game and the momentum was gained and, and get control and we could have scored the third one so in general I'm, I'm really pleased Some question Mikel
1: the, the money that Arsenal spent on Aaron Ramsdale Um can you just give us an idea what you thought of that save, put that save into context as the one from Madison's free kick and has he exceeded your expectations of him so far?
2: Well, we invest uh, money in talent and and people that we believe can be great uh, for the future of the club and um, and we made that decision based on that and Aaron has had some um, really encouraging performances today, he had some incredible saves that have the team and um, to maintain the, the clean sheet, and uh, he needs to continue to do that. In football, you have to do it for 50 games, for 20 years, um, and this is only the start. Thank you. Charles? Hi, Mikael. I, I just want to go back to that save from Madison's free kick. I mean, from up here, honestly,
1: it's one of the best saves I've ever seen live. What, From your angle down there, what, what, what did you think of it? Tell us what it looked like.
2: I just seen a picture, I haven't seen the video uh, footage, but uh, yeah, just my reaction there when I saw the ball leaving Madison's foot, I said, go. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how it happened. Uh, it was incredible. And, and the moment and the timing of it as well for us, it was crucial.
0: Yeah, I mean, every week we seem to be up talking about Aaron and his character and what he's bringing into this team. He's still yet to lose a game at Arsenal. I mean, you said it before, but just what, what exactly did he bring to this dressing room? And it just seems like he's had a remarkable
1: start to life at Arsenal.
2: I think he settled, obviously, in a group that is very welcoming, um, with a lot of young energy and with very humble senior players uh, that they accommodate you straight away. And then Aaron's character, that uh, yeah, he's full of energy, he's a volcano. Um, he can transfer that energy and that passion. And um, and they have great together, it, between them?
1: You're up to fifth now, ahead of the weekend's fixtures. I mean, this felt like a, a statement win against Leicester. It, how, how big was it for belief of this young team?
2: Yeah, when, when you play against uh, the team that are going to be up there, obviously, it's great uh, when you are able to beat them. It's another game. We are in a good run. And uh, we have to continue to do so, because there are still a lot of things that um, we have to improve. Thanks, Miguel. Well done. Thank you. Nice to see. Hi, Miguel. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. And Tommy seems pretty sharp today. And how? What do you think of his uh, fitness level today? That I'm delighted to have him. Uh, first of all, as a person, he's uh, such a great character. Um, he's doing all the right things. so professional, and then I think he's giving us a lot of. Uh, Composure in the backline, um, the way he defends, the way he understands uh, the work we want to do with him—it's uh, been top. So his adaptation for a defender in in this country to do it the way he's done it—I uh, think he deserves a lot of credit. Cheers. Simon? Hi, Michael. Um,
0: Aaron spoke recently about wanting to be the England number one in Qatar at the World Cup. Do, do you believe he has the ability to to become that by the time Qatar rolls around?
2: That's, uh, I think when you dream big, um, it's always positive. Um, keep your feet in the earth. There are people who made those decisions and uh, he needs to be doing what he's doing every day. Um, train the way he trains, look after himself the way he trains, have that mentality that he has and put performances and the rest would come.
0: And just one on Kieran on, um, Tierney, he wasn't involved today. How close was he and do you think we'll see him before the international break?
2: Well, he didn't train with the team yesterday. He wasn't uh, feeling um, still good. He's still in pain. He's not um, comfortable when he's running. So uh, he was struggling. So we're trying to help him as much as possible. We need him back. and, And I don't know when that will be.